Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. And today we have Mike Quasar, fellow director and probably... Uh, actually, I think that he would be more aptly named the reluctant director. He's somebody that who has been around for as long as I have and has seen the changes that the adult industry has gone through over the years and has felt the budgetary pressures just as much as I have. And, you know, we just get together and we have a funnel bitch fest about the way things used to be and the way they are now. And one of the things that I love about Mike is that he's the kind of guy who isn't afraid to say, all the things that we're thinking because the rest of us are too chicken shit that we might get fired, but Mike doesn't give a fuck. And that's one of the reasons why I love him. His unapologetic honesty is so refreshing. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview with the reluctant pornographer, Mike Quasar. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm uh, well as can be expected. I want to first thank you so much for driving all the way down here. I know this is really far from the fucking valley. Yeah, once I hit Ventura Boulevard, I start to get anxiety, but it's okay. I just kept going. Did you just start to to regret it? I drove past some some skinny jeans, some hipsters, or some man buns (laughs) and stuff, and then I saw some Asian people and some... Anyway, I'm here. That's the important (laughs) thing. So, Mike... um, Tell us, how did you... So I don't actually... This is my first time meeting Mike, everybody. But um, I follow him on Twitter. And like I said, he's my Twitter hero. He's like <laughs> the funniest... You're my favorite. You're the funniest guy. And I love the fact that you're so honest. And you are so, and you say things that like all of us are thinking, but mm. like we are too afraid to say because we don't want to get fired. Well, I, I assume that I'm going to be fired at some point. <laughs> so I, it doesn't really matter when it happens. I don't have enough to retire. So if it happens today or if it happens in five years, either way, I'm homeless. So I, I just figure I got nothing to lose. You know, that's kind of how I, I break it down. Um, I Okay, so before we get into like your history and all that kind of stuff, I saw the other day that did you really shoot five scenes in one day? Yes. How the fuck did you do that? Uh, we started early and we finished very late. But, but like, that's not, that's not, I mean, that seems like a crazy thing nowadays because I think porn is a little more um, ambitious than it was like back in the 90s. Back in the, when I first started, five scenes in a day was like routine. Like that was just what everybody did back then, you know? Was it? Yeah. Like when I started and, you know, I was just a PA or whatever in like 91 or whatever the hell it was. It was, it was before fire. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, it was like five scenes in a day. And, uh, you know, you'd start it. Eight in the morning, and you'd finish it fucking three three in the morning or whatever. And uh, and as it always turned out, there would always be like the last guy of the last scene was always a guy that was going to have wood problems. Oh and would keep God, you there, you know. Right. And, and you just want to, you know, leap to your own death. But then, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, and then as as um, and I couldn't figure that out even back then. You know, when I think about it now, it's like okay, well, we spend you know a lot more energy, or at least most people have to spend a lot more energy. And it's ironic that we spend so much more energy on content now that no one wants to fucking pay for it. We put so much, you know, right. like I've spent more money on equipment in the last, you know, five years than I've, you know, the 20 years before it, but I make way less money. So, but you know, it is what it is. But back then it was just, I, I couldn't figure out why people would want to do five. I'm like, can't we do this over like two or three days? No, right. we can't afford it. But that was before the internet. I mean, yeah. you should have just been stockpiling bills in your closet. I mean, right. there should have been no reason to do that, but but there was. So as it turns out, I was shooting for Joanne Angel, and um, she had accidentally overbooked herself. And she's such a sweetheart. She didn't want to cancel the person because she screwed up. So she's right. like, do you mind just doing an extra scene? And then I remembered that I was like, I had to do a scene for myself for a movie that I was unable to finish. And I had asked her, do you mind if I come really early and just shoot that before your stuff starts? And she said, of course. So then when she told me there was four scenes, I'm like, oh, and I also have to shoot a scene. So that's five yeah, I'll just start self-medicating now, I guess, and we'll see where this goes. But you know, I mean, it was, you know, it was, uh, it, it was fine. It all depends on. Um, I tend to edit everything in the camera because I have to edit everything in a very quick time frame. So right. I'm not, not going to, you know, linger on a shot and wonder how that'll, you know, parlay into some beautiful, you know, series of. You know, I'm just like, okay, that's good. Close up. There you go. Oh, your eyes are lovely. Let's get those. Okay, now we're done with that. Turn it over. Oh, that looks lovely. Okay, I need a little more light on this one. Okay, and now uh, we're done. Okay, let's move on, you know. So how long did it take for you to shoot, like, each scene? Mm, an hour, hour and a half. Okay, like and that. that is photos included? Mm, 
well, for my for the first scene, I did, yeah. But the, she has her own photographer, so you okay. know, so I just sort of zone out when photos are being done. But right. you know, I mean, it was a long day, but you know. Wow. I mean, it could be worse, and you could have been uh, working in that new coal mine that Trump just opened up because that's a that's a uh, <laughs> there's seventy people are now employed because of that. So. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I kind of part of me wishes that I edited as well because. I feel like it would make me a better director and a better videographer, but I just fucking don't have the time and I like don't have the patience. And I, I took um, a class at UCLA Extension mm. um, just to kind of get like a basic knowledge, but I, I do wish that I felt if I edited, I would I would just be better and I would be more proficient. Well, I mean, look, if I didn't if I didn't shoot the way I shoot, there's no way I could shoot as much. And I don't want to shoot this much porn. I mean, nobody should have to shoot this much porn right. ever. But right. There shouldn't be this much porn. Right. From, not just from one person, from all the people that make porn, there shouldn't be as much as I do right. in a month. Uh, but, I, you know, the climate that we're in now, it's volume, not, you know. Not, yeah. Qual- quantity, uh, right, not quanti- quality. Quali- quantity over quality. Right. Although right. I try and keep the quality as good as the quality can be given the parameters that you right. work with. But, but there's no way. I mean, if I had to sit down and you know, when I see these guys who are shooting with like nine cameras all synced together with separate audio and blah, blah, blah. And they just, and whenever they want to change shots, they just leave the cameras running. And I keep thinking, who the fuck is going to edit this? Because they're going to want to kill themselves. Right? Yeah. So I don't do that, obviously. So I just make sure it's basically an assembly process. Um, if it's a feature, if it's something for Wicked or something like that, it's obviously a little bit more involved. But, you know, as far as a sex scene, it's like... We shoot the same fucking four or five positions over and over again in every scene. You know, I, I occasionally somebody will do something. I'll go, oh, I haven't seen that this week. All right, go with that one for yeah. a while, and then you know. And then. Prince uh, has a pretty sweet move. Has he? Have you shown you the one where he does like the somersault? Some yeah, with yeah. The girl? That's uh, that's an interesting. No, that that's you know. I'm always afraid that somebody's going to lose their head in a ceiling fan when that <laughs> happens. But <laughs> you know, I know. I'm always afraid someone's going to like. I remember the first time he showed it to me. I was uh, just like, I totally freaked out. I'm like, oh my god, someone's going to die. Yeah. We yeah, I, uh, it's cool that he can do that, but I, I'm, I don't encourage it just because I'm like, I think I'm pretty much liable if this girl can't walk again. So right, I'm, right. I know. I'm Those gonna, are times like that that I'm yeah. really happy I have workers' comp, even though I complain about yeah. paying for it all the time. Yeah, no, and I, I, I pay for it too, but I, uh, it's just a question of, you know, someone suing you for, you know, yeah, it's like, the, you know. Yeah, does your workers' comp cover, like, sex somersaults? Right, I, it's, you know I, I'm I mean? pretty like, sure it's just, you know, I got some bleach in my eye or something like that. You know, that's <laughs> covered, but I don't right. know that uh, decapitation by ceiling fan or <laughs> severing of a spinal column, yeah, nothing like that's usually covered in the standard <laughs> right. clause of the workman's comp. I guess if right. you, you know, maybe there's in the, in the fine print somewhere else, but. I always wondered, too, like, if it covers, like, I don't know, if a girl, like, tears her vagina or her, like, her asshole, like, well, she's shooting like does it cover that i can't i don't know i don't know either i don't, I don't. I don't really want to ever find out but uh, yeah I, it's I, a good it's, question i should ask my broker i've never had a workman's comp claim ever so i don't neither know, have i you know. i know it's almost like i almost want one because i pay so much <laughs> money for it i'm like right. someone get hurt on set please right, but right. i don't actually mean that please don't yes don't, please don't hurt don't yourself hurt. on my set people. but if you do uh, <laughs> if you're going to injure yourself in a horrible way let me be the uh, the test case for that i want to see how that goes <laughs> all plays out you know <laughs> So tell me how you got started in this fabulous industry. Hmm. Well, it was an accident. and uh, <laughs> It always is. Uh, I don't care much for this job, to be honest with you. I didn't <laughs> care for it then. I don't care for it now. And, uh, and I don't expect that I'll care for it much more as, uh, as I continue to age well beyond my <laughs> chronological years. Anyway, no, I, uh, I moved uh, here with some other people that you may or may not know, but you're probably at least familiar with them um, I was in a band with Matt Holder, who's a camera guy that shoots a lot of stuff for um, Mile High. And uh, and then Alex Ladd is another camera guy. He shoots a lot of stuff for Elegant Angel and all these other people. And anyway, so Alex actually wasn't in the band. He was just sort of a groupie. It just <laughs> sounds gay, but... It, <laughs> yeah, it was he wasn't for right. a guy's all band. Right. Well, it, bottom line is he wanted to come to California and we needed an extra person to pitch in for gas. So we said, sure, jump in the van. So uh, so we drove out here and um, and then... He had met a, uh, he worked at a place in Toronto called the Pleasure Dome where there was a adult actress named Trinity Loren dancing mm-hmm. and they talked and she said, well, if you ever come to California, you know, give me a call. And of course he had no plans of ever going to California. None of us did at that time, but. Right. Where are you from? Toronto. Okay. So by the time we got out here and it was the strangest series of events, we were living in a van mm-hmm. and, uh. 
we were, all of you? Yeah. And all we were, three of you? There were five. Oh, five Jesus. of us in a van. And we, uh, we had, we, we were bored. You know, we didn't know what to do. I mean, right. we, you know, we didn't know anybody and we were just driving around trying to make friends. So we parked on Hollywood Boulevard in front of a uh, um, porn arcade thing, you know, that mm-hmm. used to be everywhere. Um, because if being innocent Canadians, we weren't really uh, exposed to porn because you didn't really have it. You know, like there were porn shops in Canada, but I think it was all soft course. Yeah, I remember actually when my mom, um, when we were shooting for the magazines that the Canadian editions had different um, standards than the U.S. magazines did. They're much softer and much more... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's changed now. As a matter of fact, I'm well, yeah, the that, internet's but, changed yeah. everything. So, but at that, so anyway, we went in. So we're like, oh, that's cool. We can go in and watch some porn. You know, because who doesn't want to watch porn when you're 19 or 20 and you've right. never seen it With before? With four of your other yeah, well, That's just a cool thing you do. You just say, hey, you guys want to go jack off together? Down? No. <laughs> but uh, I had no intention of jacking off, just so you know. I just simply wanted to see what porn looked like because, you know. So we went in there. Wait, had you never actually seen porn before I'd this? never seen, I'd, in magazines, yeah. But right. I'd, I'd never seen live people fucking, like ever, right? Okay. So, um so we went, in, you know, it was creepy. It's like a fucking dark little place, and there's little doors you go in. You got to put quarters in, you know. I'm like, eh, it's like going to an arcade, except uh, oh, it's like except like the, peep show, except the thing. floor is sticky, right? So anyway, so um, <laughs> it got really boring uh, because it was I don't know, it was just it was gross. So we, we all left, and we're outside, and Alex comes out, and he says, you he goes, I can't believe it. The video that I watched had that girl in it that. I met when I was working at the Pleasure Dome in Toronto. And he's like, I swear to God, I probably have her number somewhere still. And we went digging through his stuff Mm -hmm. and found this notebook that had like a piece of paper with her number on it. Wow. So we went to a payphone and called her. And what, she, are, what are those? What are, exactly, because <laughs> this, was, this was in the uh, early 20s. The uh, <laughs> jazz was really taking off at the time. I was wildly excited about it. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, so he called her from a payphone. Lo and behold, she answered the phone and said, oh, yeah, I can't believe you're actually here. This is like a year had gone by since you'd met her. And then she right. said, I live in Van Nuys. We didn't know what the fuck Van Nuys was. And right. she's like, uh, come on up and, you know, visit. So we drove to Van Nuys. And her husband um, was Barry Wood, who is, you know, um, uh, at one, I don't know what he's doing now, but at one time he was the the camera guy in porn. He was Michael Nin's guy and it did all the big productions for okay. all those guys back in the 90s. At that time, though, he wasn't a camera guy. He was just a suitcase pimp kind of, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. But anyway, right. long story short, they brought us in. They embraced us. And, uh, and, and he was English. And I remember one day he said, uh, do, you, do you want to uh, you want to walk on the set for a day? This man, Ron Vogel, needs some help. Oh, my gosh, Ron Vogel. Uh, and I was like, uh, am I get to see boobs or anything? And he's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But, and then as it turns out, I didn't get to see any boobs. I got to help Ron Vogel move plants around his <laughs> studio. Uh, and, I got a, and he yelled at me a lot. And uh, that was my first experience. And and then, uh, and then from there, I don't know, we, I worked as a PA for somebody else, and then I did, I think, get to see boobs. And then as I worked as a PA, I realized I was working with this company called Las Vegas Video. And, uh, and then I realized that this wasn't that hard. Right. You know, like you, you think of, you know, the mist of, you know, this mystical sort of porn business and, ooh, you know, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, that, uh, the scripts are dumb. Right. And uh, these people don't seem to be any smarter than me. <laughs> and they're making more money than me. So I should be able to do what they're doing, right? And right. Then, and, uh, but I was still playing in the band. So I figured I'm not going to be doing this much longer anyway. You know, who cares? And then that's what we all think. That's what we all think. It's a trap, <laughs> it's a horrible trap. Um, <laughs> It really is. It really is like yeah. a black hole. You got to be able to move faster than the speed of light to get out. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't that fast. Yeah, so I was, none of us uh, are. I was, uh, I was crushed in a, <laughs> in a universe vortex that sucked me anyway. Uh, um, long story short, the uh, 1993 rolled around and the L.A. music scene sort of died because it was grunge and it was Seattle. And then we just all kind of looked at each other and went, well, I don't think we're going to be rock stars now. And I was like 22. I don't know why I gave up on music when I was 22 because who cares? But right. at that time, it seemed like, you know, it was. So then I, I was like, OK, well, I, the only other thing I know now is porn. So I guess I'll just double down on porn. And I did, and now I'm 47, and I uh, and I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. 
Oh my God. I just love like your candid honesty. It's just, it's so refreshing, you know, because we all like try to maintain this kind of facade and this like professional, you know, um, exterior. And, you know, and I always tell people, I'm like, if you look at my Instagram, my life looks like amazing, but it's really not that amazing. Well, <laughs> it's really like a struggle, yeah. you know? No, I, I mean, I think that's true of social media for most people, yeah. you know, unless yeah. you're like, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce or something. Most people are exaggerating their, their lives on. But I, I've just sort of always taken the opposite track with that. You know, it's like because um, most people that know me know that I'm generally not happy at work most of the time, you know. <laughs> So for me to go, awesome scene today. Thanks, guys. That was, you know, I'm like, I, yeah, I guess I can't say that. I just feel like an idiot. I mean, yeah, I, for as far as a, a a sexual encounter between two people on a probably semi-clean sofa somewhere in the San Fernando Valley, that was capital. That was good. That was right. really good. But I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not going to say it's art. You know, right. I'm, I'm just not foreign enough or something. I don't know. <laughs> 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 like the, Canadians are far more humble than the French, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be having your Mike Quasar dinner. I really wanted to do that. I really, and I had some people that wanted to do that. Yeah. You know? But then uh, I, I got to give kudos to the, you know, we all know who we're talking about here, but I got to give kudos to him because I put that on there and I'm thinking, uh, this is probably going to aggravate him. Right? Yeah. Which was kind of the point. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he retweeted it and I said, and, and I'm and like, ah, he it. fucking beat me at my own game, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this crafty Frenchman. Here I was trying to score a point and he fucking, you know. Yeah. Anyway. He actually like took it with a sense of humor. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So now I can't really do that anymore. It kind of loses its impact if it doesn't, you know. Yeah. But, uh but yeah. uh, but it, for, it, for the for the moment that that idea came to me, I thought it was very funny. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I was I was dying. That and um, I think actually, honestly, I think one of my favorite things that you did was when we had the last moratorium. Oh. <laughs> What? And the tweets that you put out about like what <laughs> what was it? Husbands come home to find their wives having like a conversation with well endowed black men. Like, yeah, that was, no, that was that was a good one. That was a that was a, a cuckolded husbands return home to find their wives merely chatting with well endowed black men. There was. <laughs> And then uh, there was a, I think there was like an eighty percent decrease in the uh, look of shock on the stepson's face. Or I don't know, some you know stupid thing. Because yeah, the internet. There's that thing. I, I think it's in the age of porn and the internet. I just call it internet face. It's like every guy that's on any website in any scene, yeah. every photo is just him going. It's the Home Alone face. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! But know. you're my stepmom. But you're my stepsister. I didn't know I was going to see your boobs. I can't believe you're fucking a black man. But I was just like everybody's just shocked. <laughs> You'd think by now you'd have figured this whole thing out. I mean, it's not, it's pretty much they all have the same ending. I mean, you know. Oh, my God. I, ugh. Yeah, what is the whole thing with, like, the caught scenario I don't now? Know, it's like every single scene I shoot, someone gets caught, someone climbs out a window. Yeah. Like, it's just like. It's and you just, better get 4,000 pictures of that person making that same stupid fucking face or they'll yell at you and say, you didn't get the right picture. Oh, my God, I know. It's insane. You know? And then some, and of course, you know, like all, so a lot of times it'll be like an extra, you know, that's just there for like 150 bucks for the day. And right. of course, you know, the only people that are available for that are like brand new talent with right. like zero, right. like experience in front, of the, in front of the camera. So the mm-hmm. expressions I get from them are like, no, I, 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 I know, I know. You know, it's like they don't look surprised at all. They're like, uh, I know. And I'm like a little more animated. You know, just, it's just... I just tell them to imagine they're being tased. That's a, you know, because and some of them have been because the industry does attract a certain underclass criminal element sometimes. You know, right, but, right, uh, right. But yeah, I just use the same. I use the same. Whenever I have to do one of those stupid cuckold scenes, it's always the same four dudes over and over again. You know? Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, and one of them. One of them's uh, uh, really good at it. That's what he does. And then the other one is just sort of uh, not believable at all. But I'm like, uh, I got 150 bucks. Who wants to do it? You know, right, he always right. wants to do it. So I'm like, okay, you're. Guess what you are today? You're the shocked husband once again. Oh, look at the size of that black guy's cock. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Oh. The- <laughs> But, honey, the therapist said we're supposed to work on our, we're supposed to talk about our feelings. Oh, screw you. His dick is bigger than yours. You worth that. Uh, and I just, I just put the, I just hit the red button on the camera. And go, Let's. <laughs> so you actually shoot, okay, because I've never shot a cuckold scene. So you actually hire guys who just come in and literally all they do is they just get paid to sit there and watch the scene. Yeah, I don't do right? it. I don't do it well. I mean, there's a no. I'm not kidding around. Uh, I will say this about myself in 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 all uh, truthfulness. I don't do a lot of what I 
am supposed to be doing very well. Right. <laughs> like uh, when you tell me I have to shoot an anal scene, you know, uh-huh. I see the stuff that like e- Evil Angel and stuff like that, uh-huh. like it, like these giant chasms, you know, like yeah. a fucking, you know, a saucer sized anus, anus just. The gay and thing. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I tend to not shoot it. Right. 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 And uh, so you know, like I re-review sometimes. I'm like, oh, that scene was lame. I'm like, yeah, I guess it probably was. <laughs> and I'll. In all fairness, honesty. that probably was a lame scene. If you were expecting, you know, the girls to be able to, you know, play xylophone on her ribs from the inside, you know, right, probably right. that was disappointing. Same thing with the whole, you know, the cuckold genre. I mean, I see some of these guys are like, I mean, it's just disturbing, you know, like they're 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 uh, they're eating semen afterwards, oh, and they're God. and I'm just like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you know, you can't make me do that. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm just gonna ma- have them make internet face, and I'm gonna shoot a regular scene, and that's how it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my God! Some of the stuff that we're asked to shoot is just so gross. Yeah. This and so and, and the stepdaughter stuff is you know the step stuff is it is what it is whatever but I mean I have a stepdaughter right yeah. so uh, that it's gross you know yeah. to me it's like I can't you know but I'm okay whatever yeah. and all I can think to myself when I'm shooting is well it's not my stepdaughter so that's <laughs> that's the that. important thing you know and, I, you know I I tried to resist the uh, shooting the quasi incest stuff for the longest time because like I just find it. It's just kind of gross to me. I'm yeah. not a fan. Um, but then that just ended up being like all anybody ever wanted to book me for. And so I was just like, okay, well, I got to make a living. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I there was, guess I will. There was a time when your job was simply to shoot attractive people. Right. That was the job. I know. <laughs> and they didn't have to really be doing I mean, if it was in the context of a story or whatever, it was just some lame porno story for the most part mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't you know it's it's truly because of Pornhub it's because of tube sites and search phrases and you mm-hmm. know everybody's just looking for a, their specific thing and then um, sometimes it's I think it's it's kind of like uh, how Facebook does it where it's like you know you look at this one thing once, so that now that's all you're going to see when you go back to look again. You right. Know? So, and, and then I think those analytics get you know turned into statistics that get turned into well, everybody wants to see stepdaughters now. When yeah. you know maybe that's not exactly the case. So, yeah. You know, but I don't know that end. Of, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know that end of the business at all, which is why I'm shooting five thousand scenes a month instead of sitting in a cubicle somewhere making money off free porn. So, you know, <laughs> I'd rather be that. I'd rather be making the money off free porn than making the free porn. Right. <laughs> right. If I could choose one, it would be the, the just sitting there making the money from it. So is today like really your only day off this whole month? Yeah, I I, uh, I have Wednesday off now because we had to um, reschedule a a, a a babysitter orgy. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, when you talked about you know when I got into the business, now if you had have told nineteen year old Mike uh, one day you're going to have a free Wednesday because you're going to have to move a babysitter <laughs> orgy. <laughs> I, that guy would have been like, huh? You know, maybe but, I won't give up on music. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should just turn the van around. You know, that's what I would have told myself then. But uh, right. no, as it turns out, I, I, uh, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how you do it. I shoot like three to four times a week. Three is preferred. But if I shoot more than like four scenes, like I'll blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get so burnt out. You know, yeah, like no. I, I really can't. I, and I end up turning down jobs because I just can't. I'll, I'll kill myself. It's it's a um, it's truly the only. Well, I shouldn't say only, but uh, but it's one of the one of the few places I I derive any sorts of any sort of pride from at mm-hmm. this stage, is that I I can do this very efficiently, cost effectively, and you know quickly and right. turn shit around and. You know, and uh, I don't know a lot of people that can do it because they don't, they haven't been sort of forced to do it, you know. Right. Um, in my case, I was making a ton of money not shooting that much mm-hmm. before, you know, the tube sites came along. And like most, you know, old school companies, they failed to adapt. And right. um, then it became, <clears throat> you know, basically we're just a, a content fulfillment um, company now, which is fine. That's just a new business model, you know, but, right. but, uh, so mostly everything is geared. I have to make sure everything goes to um, every place that you can possibly make money off that content. So you still think about the DVD customer. You still, you know, we do have a website that has members. So what are they looking for? But then we sell every single thing that we shoot has to go to um, Hustler TV for broadcast. And they have their own set of things. Right. Um, so all of those bases have to be covered. Now, 
uh, oftentimes you get a very generic product. Right. Because you have no choice, you right. know, and so that's, you know, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's generic. There's nothing that's going to, you know, set the world on fire. I see some of these guys um, and, uh, you know, that they spend all day shooting one scene and I mm-hmm. think, okay, well, that's. I guess that's a luxury to be able to do that, you know, yeah. but I would lose my fucking mind if I was shooting one scene all day. I'd be like, we're, I don't, why am I still here 13 hours later and we're still shooting the same two fucking people talking about the same nonsense doing, you know, I'm less like, I want to go home now. <laughs> it's done. So you're not a fan of features. No, I know. Here's the thing. I love, I love features. I love, you know, I've been shooting for, for wicked pictures for the last year or so, mm-hmm. um, on top of the other stuff. Um, cause I don't get to make features. Well, with with other companies I shoot for, but with but they're they give me enough of a budget, which to them is probably still not a big budget, but mm-hmm. to me it's huge, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and it's fun. You know, it almost reminds me of like the way it was back in the '90s when you just had a story, and these are people, and they're going to act out this story, and they're going to have sex, and the sex will have some degree of motivation for mm-hmm. you know for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of fun, but you know, I couldn't do a feature every single day. Yeah. But I'll do one every month, and and you know, that's and that's cool because then I can actually sit down when I when I um, when I shoot those is when I do all the the technical tricks that you can do now with the way things are. So I'll shoot you know my camera and log, and I'll spend a lot of time editing and grading and doing all that stuff on that one particular movie. You know. Right. Um, but the other stuff, no. The other stuff, there's a different set of sort of criteria to how quickly it needs to be turned around and how I have to do it. And, you know, and, right. and you know, at the end of the day, people are watching two and a half minutes of anything anybody does. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. So, you know. All this time, like, because I shoot a lot of, like, big features for, like, Digital Playground. Right, right. And, like, we spend all day doing dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, and then, you know, like, an hour shooting sex. Right. And then, you know, 14 that's how it's hours always, shooting that's, dialogue. And, like... Everyone fast forwards through. The, I swear, everyone fast forwards through the dialogue. That's how it's. That's how it's always been. I remember back back in the day, as they say, I would be on a set and we would finally get to a sex scene at like three a.m. and I'd yeah. be like, these people no longer want to have sex, <laughs> right? <laughs> and everything we just shot, no one cares about. So. <laughs> I don't understand this. I've absolutely had that problem where, you know, like, yeah, and the end of the day, the girl's tired, the guy's tired, and the guy can't perform. Right. And then, like, we just spent all this time and all this money shooting this really complicated dialogue scene with, like, the styling and, and, like, all this shit was so expensive. And then the scene itself ends up being dog shit because the guy can't keep his dick hard because we spent, you know... 12 hours shooting fucking dialogue. And they got, a lot of these guys have to carefully time that, uh, that, uh, Viagra. Viagra. Yeah. You know, um, not all of them, but yeah, yeah. uh, most of them. Uh, <laughs> all of them. Anyway. Especially uh, the new guys. I yeah, mean, the new guys, yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot to be able to Look, stay I, in this industry as a, as a male performer. I, I once did an interview with the LA Times, um, in, like I think it was 1999 or something or 2000. It was when Viagra. It was a whole story about how Viagra was affecting the porn industry, and I remember uh, saying something along the lines of, "I would rank Viagra right up there with the polio vaccine in terms of how important it is right. <laughs> in my day to day life." Yeah. Because when you know when that pill came along, you're there was a lot less of you know a dude sweaty dude sitting in a corner just you know pulling yeah. taffy while you're just looking at your watch, <laughs> going, "Jesus Christ, I got I got a show I want to watch," you know. <laughs> You yeah, know? you know, I um, so I had a show on Playboy TV called Adult Film School, mm. and this is like, imagine this. This is like the worst thing ever. We had to shoot amateur couples, like real couples who had never ever performed in front of the camera before. I remember, I remember you doing that, yeah. Yeah, and mm. and they had to perform for mm. the camera for this show. So the idea was like we would take like amateur couples who wanted to have a professional sex tape made, right? And so we would shoot that professional sex tape now. Of course, like every guy who has never done porn before or right. never been on a porn set is like, I can totally do porn, you know, because I'll fuck my wife for three hours in the privacy of our own bedroom. Right. and Or like, you know, we'll get wasted at a party and I'll have sex with her in front of like other people because we're swingers or whatever. Right. And they just think it's so easy. Yeah. And it is fucking not. And you know what I found that really got the guys was the silence. Mm. You know, because like all, and and this was a huge production. So we have like 30 people on set. I mean, I had my own PA. Mm. I've never had my own PA. They like got me waters and like coffee. And like, I mean, it was, I was, it was so weird for me to not like for people to get stuff for me. Yeah, like it no. was really bizarre. Um, and uh, yeah, because the minute, you know, because normally like when you're having sex at home, you got like music on or something and it's just like dead silent, you know, and everything is is contingent upon the two of you and you've got all these people watching you and right. almost every guy 
failed, you know, especially because the first season we shot in um, L.A. Mm. And because it was Playboy and they want to follow all the rules, we shot with condoms. Oh, that, Now, yeah. you can imagine yeah. what it's like taking um, a, a man and a wife who's been married for 13 years. They haven't right. used condom for 13 years. You know, they've got three kids. Right. And they've never performed on camera before. And so not only are we going to make you perform on camera, which is fucking terrifying, but we're going to make you wear a condom right. with your wife right. for 13 years. And so it was a fucking disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. So the next season we ended up going to Austin and we ended up shooting in Austin just to get around the fucking condom law. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I understand like, I mean, whatever the condom law, but but when you take that law and you apply it to like real life couples, like it just doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, sort of the absurdity behind, you know, the whole Prop 60 argument and Measure B and everything else that, yeah. you know, it's kind of been thrust upon us, you know. Right. Um, people don't understand that part of it you know yeah. that that you know it's like any law it's not well thought out and it, it affects people that it's not intended to right. you know and a lot of it's just grandstanding it's just i'm going to protect these people right. I mean, you're actually hurting a lot of people and a lot of people now will have to go i don't know work at jamba juice or something uh, yeah. to pay the, you know whatever but or um, escort on or the escort side. on the side which they're yeah. doing anyway you right. know what i mean so um and, you know, all you have to do is, uh, you know, I'm polit- political about it, but I mean, you, you look at statistically the incidences of HIV in the business compared to the real world and it's, there's no comparison. Yeah. You know? I mean, so obviously what, what's happening in the porn industry is, is working. Right. So don't, you know, there's no reason to rock a boat that doesn't, that the, when the waves are calm. You know what right. I mean? Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, when, whenever there is like a quote unquote outbreak or we have to call a moratorium, you know, people will kind of freak out like, oh my God. And it's like. Well, actually, no. This is the this is the system working. Yeah, that's proof that it works because, because yeah. they they caught it, and every time they've caught it before they've transmitted it to anybody, right. and then the entire industry shuts down. Everybody gets tested, mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't spread. Right. So you know, I mean, that's that's how the system was designed to work. But that you can't score political points no. with that at all. Right. And you know, it's porn's been scapegoated for many different things over the years. So, right. You know, right. And it probably will be again. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing you know that the only thing that I. Uh, think is maybe a problem not that you asked me what I think is a problem but hey Mike, on, on the, what, what what, what's a problem? problem what's the problem uh, well let me tell you Holly what I think is a problem <laughs> <laughs> no uh, free porn fine free porn has fucked us all because right. we all make less money and we have you know whatever but um, free porn is also uh, kind of I think taken away the natural curiosity of kids yeah. that they're not supposed to see stuff like that yeah. right away and all that and when they're that young and I think there's a really fucking warped sense of what is healthy sexuality amongst developing minds, you know? Right. Because there's no safeguards. I mean, you know, back before tube sites if you joined a porn, yeah, you could still see porn on the internet obviously, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't just click. There it is. Oh, yeah. I'm watching a bukkake. I'm nine, but I'm watching a bukkake. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You know? So, I, I mean, I don't know. That's So when I when I see them, you know, it, it condom law and this and that, and I'm like, what about the just the massive psychological impact of all of this porn on people that aren't mature enough to view? Maybe you should think about legislating something to do with that. And, I'm, you know, um, not in any in, uh, First Amendment infringing way, but I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, unreasonable to say, hey, if you want to show this explicit content, the people that look at, at it should be old enough to understand it. Right. So, you know, they used to just be the, you know, whatever, click here to serve. You don't even have to do that. You don't have to click here to, to you know, to, to say that you're, say you're 18. 18. I mean, yeah. who's not going to do that anyway, right? Right, but right. Not that there's a solution to that problem, but right. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> right. a much bigger problem than whether people are wearing fucking condoms or not. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, uh, because, you know, I mean, obviously I grew up the daughter of pornographers mm. and um, my parents' office was actually the guest house behind the main house. So, that I mean, I knew <laughs> I wasn't really allowed to go past like the front room in there. Um, but you know, I mean, dude, I'm a kid, I'm resourceful, right, so you know, I knew where the key is, and I would go in and I would steal my parents' magazines, and then I would go and look at them. But you know, back then, all the boy girl was softcore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we couldn't even show penetration because right. this is obviously before the internet. Right. And so, you know, what I exposed myself to at a young age was nothing compared to what kids see these days. Yeah, I think I found my dad's Playboy when I was seven. Yeah. But it was Playboy. You right. Know? It was a naked girl laying on a fucking fur blanket or something. Yeah. You know? She didn't have nine dudes standing over her, you know, <laughs> jacking off into her fucking open eyelids, you know, like kind of. 
takes away the mystery a little bit from this, <laughs> what this young lady might be uh, involved in in her personal life. You know, and the problem know. is too is that you know we're we're still not really like instituting sex education into school. Mm. You know, and parents aren't really talking to their kids about sex. So the only place that kids are learning about sex is from porn on the internet, which is yeah not healthy. Yeah, I it's not, <laughs> especially now, especially now that everything is so. You know, and I think all these subgenres and sub niches and everything else, people are just reaching so hard now to find anything that interests anybody. You know, right. it's, it's just so pedestrian now on top of everything right. else. I mean, it, it's you know, porn is almost an afterthought. You yeah, know? it's just, um, and it drives me. I mean, I listen to Howard Stern every day, and it drives me insane when. And when they're talking about, you know, we're talking about what he jerked off to last night on you porn. I'm like, ah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just, it reinforces that nobody ever intends to pay for this stuff ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in the desperate search to find one person that will, we're yeah. willing to go down these absurd <laughs> alleys and canals looking for some <laughs> fucking thing that might make them go, hey, I haven't seen that before. I, uh. Guess I'll pay for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't I mean I don't know where it goes. I, I don't know where else it can go. It's like the strangest, you know. So yeah. I just look around I just like every day I, I every day I go to work and maybe you do the same thing. I I think to myself, how am I still making money doing this? I kind of think the same thing. Like too. I don't under I've never met a person that pays for porn yeah. uh in the last seven or eight years, definitely. Yeah. Uh you know, I don't know. I, and fine, so it goes for broadcast, it goes for cable, it goes for pay-per-view. But who are those people? Like, who are those people that are still going to a hotel room and going, hmm, I think I'll pay $40 to watch some fucking really subpar pornography, you know, <laughs> when I have my iPhone right here. And I, you know what I mean? Like, who's doing that? I know, right? I don't, I don't get it. So I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, it was, that's why it's like one of those things where it's like, you you know, you talk about, you know, artistic integrity and all this other nonsense. It's like, we don't, none of us know what the fuck we're still doing here even. You know? I know. So let's just, fine. We're just going to follow it till its logical conclusion, which for me is probably holding a sign, begging for help. But <laughs> for you, you come from a very, uh, you know, a, 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 a much higher pedigree than me. So you'll be fine. But uh, yes, but I'll be, I'll be creating my own methamphetamine out of just <laughs> discarded boxes of Advil. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, and it's funny because, you know, I'll be interviewed and people will be like, so like, you know, like in the day of free porn, like, how are you making money? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I, I really don't know. Yeah. And there's, I mean, um, I, I, there, you, and you hear all the conspiracy stories behind it too. Like you look at, you know, some of the sites and you see how much money they're spending and you're like, how mm-hmm. the fuck are they making enough money right. to, to shoot those scenes? Because those scenes are on Pornhub too. Right. So, you know, is is it just like this really conscientious conscientious band of ethical porn consumers that are, you know, I'm damn it, I'm going to pay for it. I know it's free here, but I really feel for those people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think, you know, I always make the joke. I'm like there's one guy left that buys DVDs and he lives in a trailer in Ohio or something and that's right. literally all he does is buys every DVD from every company because I've never met another person that buys them. Isn't either. there don't you have a fan who like buys all your DVDs and yes. he like take pictures of yes. it and like and, send it to and you? And God bless him, you know? Yeah. Um and I look at those and I know what the wholesale price of those is. And I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that didn't even pay for my dinner last night. But thanks, buddy. You know? <laughs> you it's, know? yeah, it is. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I figure, like, okay, so many people watch porn, right? Even if only 3% of those people pay for porn, that's still like a significant amount of money because there's so many people who well, watch porn because everybody does. That is where the strategy in when I mentioned that I had had that conversation with uh, the founder of all of these uh, um, free porn sites. I mean, that was basically it. I mean, traffic yeah. is, porn is going to drive the most amount of traffic. It's all about conversion. It's all about, you know, but at some point, and I, you know, I, I asked him this and he didn't seem to care because he's out of it now. Mm-hmm. He's cashed out and he's probably sitting on an island now. But um, Right. But there has to be a tipping point where, you know, it doesn't matter how much traffic there is now. Nobody's going to pay anymore. Like, and like, like I said, it's a, almost like that, that frantic search for something because, you know, like, well, maybe they'll pay for this, you know, yeah. or maybe they'll pay for this. But eventually it's just like it's going to be so, you know, ubiquitous that it, it's not to be paid for. I mean, there's not a single person in, this, in the generation, you know, between 18 and 30 that will ever pay for it, ever. Right. You know. Right. Um, so I don't know. That would be at my at, at that point. What happens? You know. Is it, then it truly just becomes a record industry where it's like, okay, well, 
um, we just we we don't sell records anymore. We go on tour, except we can't go on tour. I know, right? I you mean, know? the models can't. I mean, the thing is, that, like, the advantage that the models have is obviously they can do feature right. dancing, all that kind of stuff. They can do camming, right? But when no one, but but it, like you and I, yeah, we're like, screwed. We yeah. don't like. I mean, what what am I going to go on tour for? Yeah, I'm just going to grab my camera, throw it on my shoulder, and <laughs> yeah. how you guys doing? I used to use this to shoot people <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. So I just like to show you the wonderful features of this Canon camera. I mean, maybe we should That's, open up a museum. Yeah, let's go through the menu system, shall we? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, there's no, there's no touring to do there. But yeah, but I, that's an, an interesting thing when you really think about the fact that there will come a point when there's no, nothing converts, you know. Right. And then um, when there's no, and I always thought this even back when I was really young. I'm like, do we really need this much porn? Like even before the internet, I'm like, I, I remember asking the guy that I worked for when I first started, you know, sort of doing it as a full time job. I'm like, how many movies do you shoot? And he, I remember him telling me one a week. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> How many other companies are there? Well, there's like a hundred. And they all shoot one a week. Yeah. Like, that's just way too much porn, yeah. you know? And that was 25 years ago. I right. mean, now it's like, you know, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. That there's some, and then you hear about um, this site and that site and this girl shot for this site and that site and blah, 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 or this company. And I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck these people are anymore. You know, yeah. I really, truly feel like the old guy who's just like, Hold the newspaper going, what? Huh? <laughs> what is that shiny thing you got? I'm reading the, trying to read the Times here. You know, get the fuck, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what, I, I just don't, uh, I don't know what the future of the business is anymore. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, I mean, on the one hand, it's amusing, which is why when you talk about Twitter, you just talk about, you know, being generally honest about the situation we're all in. Everybody fucking knows the situation we're all yeah. in. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people are trying to sort of, Paint this these colors on it that aren't found in nature. You know what right, I mean? It's like right, this, right. No, this you're you know, and and I, and again, you get back to conspiracy theories about how people are paying for these scenes. Oh well, this is money laundering from this, or this money's coming from this nefarious enterprise, and that's why they don't care if they make money or not because it's just yeah. Whether any of that's true, I have no idea, but. Um, it seems like it might be in some cases, yeah. you know. Yeah, one does wonder, like, where, yeah, where the money comes from. Yeah, it's crazy. And and in the argument from some people is like, well, when you make quality, people will pay for it. No, when you make quality, more people will steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the argument people are making with music for years, and you know, right. I actually feel far more sad for musicians than I do for people like me that fucking shoot porn because right. you know we're not. Nothing I do is ever going to be something that, you know, will bring back a fond memory of somebody 20 years from now. I can still listen to music from when I was a kid, and it, and it is a wonderful feeling, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah, because porn is so disposable. Completely. You know, like, people will exactly, like, listen to their favorite song because it'll mean something to right. them. Um, and they'll, you know, if they're a big fan of the band, they'll buy their T-shirts and, right, right, right. you know, all the retail stuff. But, like, with porn, like, you don't have, like, your favorite, like, maybe you do have your favorite porn well, scene, but most people don't, like, you know, don't buy, like, you know, um, Cuckold my babysitter yeah, I mean, number fourteen. Like, I mean, like, and, like no, to get no, posters yeah, I was for it. Say, no, like, one's, you know. no one's no one's reminiscing by the fireplace <laughs> twenty years later. Ah, I remember exactly where I was when interracial cheerleader Cuckold thirteen came out. I I remember pulling the cellophane off the DVD, and our whole family sat around the TV. And we watched this 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 exasperated man say, "Honey, why again?" You know, I'm like, that's never going to happen. That's nev- never ever going to happen. Uh, so yeah, so I feel way worse for a musician because I feel like you know musicians give something to the world, right. you know, that has really uh, you know value that no one you know seems to think it has anymore. You know, right. but there's a reason why you can, you know, Fleetwood Mac will still fill fucking Dodger Stadium, you right. know, because those were songs, you know, and those yeah. those meant something to a lot of people. And and I, you know, so when you see where pop music, where you see where everything's headed now, like literally, yeah. I'm like, I'm now I'm old guy again, right? And I'm yeah. with the news. Hey, fucking <laughs> in my day, they played their instruments. <laughs> in my day, people didn't film themselves fucking; they just did it with the lights off and <laughs> hope the neighbors didn't have their windows. You know, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, I feel, oh yeah. God, I feel the same way. You know, it's funny because I've been in the industry for 18 years. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, when I first started, I was pretty much, I was 20. And so I was pretty much like the same age as, you know, most of the girls coming in. And now I am not. Right. And I remember seeing like, you know, when because obviously we take pictures of their IDs on set and just mm-hmm. watching like the date of birth yeah. creep up. And I was waiting for it to get till when I graduated high school, which was 1996. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the first ID I got from a girl where it was like, 
you know, born April, whatever, 1996. And I just wanted to throw myself out a window. I was like, fuck, I'm at that point now. And I'm like, you were born when I was graduating high school. Like, shit, it, kill me. It's exact. I know exactly how that feels because when I started, I was 20. Yeah. And the girls were 20. Yeah. And that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now they're still 20, and I'm 47. And it's not okay at all. <laughs> it's not okay. I know. And I remember uh, exactly what movie I was shooting, where I was, what scene it was, everything, when a girl uh, just sort of off the cuff told me I was older than her dad. Oh, yeah. That no, was, I get that now, too. That was the first time that had ever happened, yeah. that I'm like, oh, I'm I'm uh, older than the man that uh, that uh, was responsible for your birth. Okay. Um, that's not a good feeling at yeah. all, you know? And yeah. It, yeah, and now it gets... Really bad, and now some of these uh, the younger girls, uh, have, I don't know whether they have a, some sort of daddy thing, you know, mm-hmm. like in real life, you yeah. Know? So I love shooting MILF movies because uh, oh my god, me too. I just I'm, I just I have stuff I can talk about. Oh my god, them. me too. I feel the same way. <laughs> you know? It's like they know who Depeche Mode yeah, is. Yeah, they know stuff, you and know? they're like they have their shit together. Yeah. They've read their script. They show up with the wardrobe. They um, have like a corp, you know, so I don't have to pay workers' right, comp exactly, on them. Like, exactly. I, they're so together. I'm yeah. just like fuck. I just want to shoot MILFs for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and which isn't to say there aren't some responsible um, younger girls. Yeah, there absolutely there are. are. Yeah, but. The vast majority of them are just like, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is that back in the day, you choosing a porn career was like a big thing. Yeah. Like you were, you know, setting yourself up for, you know, a lot of uh, you knew what you were getting into and you knew what you were getting into and you knew your parents. and but, but, But now porn is so pervasive that I think like just some girl is sitting in a, you know, a bus stop in fucking Alabama looking at her phone going, oh. It looks like fun. Maybe I'll do that until yeah. I figure out what I really want to do. You know? Yeah. Did you see uh, After Porn Ends? Any one of them? Yeah. I just watched After Porn Ends too. Like which, last uh, week. Which is the one that everybody's mad about? That's the Hot Girls Wanted one. Yeah. I watched After Porn Ends. Uh, I watched the first one. I don't think I saw the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember watching the first one and, and realizing that a lot of the girls that were in it were back in porn. <laughs> 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 Clearly, porn didn't. That was just a pit stop for porn because <laughs> the train kept rolling and. <laughs> Yeah, I just watched. Uh, I just watched After Porn Ends too. Uh, it's got Lisa Ann on the cover. It's actually funny. It has our picture of Lisa Ann on the oh, cover. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting to like kind of see you know how how things were for them back then, right. and you know, and and now how you know they struggle to make something else out of their life because you know the stigma that's attached to you once you've shot yeah. porn is very strong, you know, and everybody wants to consume your product, but nobody wants to like you know recognize you as a human being. Right. Well, I always say that whenever I do anything with any you know sort of mainstream thing or you know throughout mm-hmm. the years, I'm sure you've had the same thing where people are doing documentaries or stories or whatever. Right. And um, you know, and the, recently this one I was doing for for Amazon, it's like, well, what do you do when this ends? And I'm like, well, here's the sad thing, right? So. Fine. I started out not knowing a fucking thing about a camera or about a light or about anything, right? right. Uh, but, okay, so, but I got, and porn is great for that, for, for the bar of entry being so low right. <laughs> that you can literally just step into it and be a director, yeah. you know? Um, so that was, that was cool, you know, and, and uh, to be able to do that and now to, to actually know um, probably as much as a mainstream person would know about those same things. Right. But I can't ever get a job shooting anything that is mainstream oriented with my resume. Like Which is no how- one will ever take it seriously, regardless of how skilled I am, regardless right. of how much I know. When they see interracial cougar cuckold seventeen <laughs> was the last movie your I IMDb. shot, they're not going to go. That's the guy we should have do that uh, Holocaust documentary. That's <laughs> he seems the sensitive type. I want him as the DP on that. You know, yeah, and it's you know what though, it's like I mean. But people who work in porn, like we are so resourceful. Mm. I mean, what we can get done for the budgets they that would we blow their get minds. is incredible. Would blow their minds. I was actually yeah. talking to. Um, I ran. I went to a wedding with my boyfriend the other day. It was actually really funny because um, I was introduced to his high school friend right. who works at like MTV now, and um, and she kept looking at me and she was like, "You look so familiar. How do you look so familiar?" So I was in the first episode of the new Hot Girls Wanted. Oh, okay, right. um, the one that everyone's bad about. Right. But my episode was good. My episode's clean. <laughs> Nothing's bad happened in my episode. Right. So 
Like, at least I have that. Um, but uh, she's looking... So anyways, I don't. you probably haven't seen it, but the end was me basically talking about, like, how I don't know if I have a place in porn anymore, you know, right. because the budgets and, you know, for what I, I want to shoot and what, I, and what people expect me to produce for, like, what they give me, it's very difficult. Right. And also, too, like, how, how am I going to cross over into mainstream if I wanted to do that because people don't want to hire a pornographer to shoot, right. you know, their fashion line or something like that. It doesn't matter how good I am. And, and you... Uh, um, uh, like among a very elite group of people in the business could do that Thank easily. You. Thank um, you. I feel like, I feel like I could, um, but you know, no one's probably ever going to give me that shot. And so, uh, so anyway, so the end, you know how like, and you know how TV is, it's a very, everything's dramatized. So, you know, the end of, um, that, uh, documentary was like me being like, I don't know where my place is in the future. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like right. a little dramatic over the top, whatever. Um, and, uh, and so this girl that I was talking to, she's like, and then, so I didn't want to say to her like, Oh, you probably see me on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I want to be that asshole. Right. And so finally she like put two and two together and she was like, Oh my God, I saw you. Cause actually my episode premiered at Sundance. Oh, okay. So she's like, I saw you at Sundance. And then she follows that up immediately with, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I was worried about you. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Immediately after that episode, I uh, I shot up heroin. And I, uh... <laughs> well, you know Matt, you know sound guy Matt. Yeah, of course. He texted me after he saw it, and he's like, do I need to call the suicide prevention hotline for you? Like, you know, you seem really down That's at the funny. end of that episode. I'm I like, just no. worked with him yesterday. He's one of my favorite people. Oh, my he's God, so he's funny. so funny. Yeah. I love him, too. He's hilarious. He's got the driest sense of humor The driest. Ever. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> the two of you actually were probably really, you must be a lot of fun uh, to work uh, with, uh, he's, like he's, both of you on set. That would be hysterical. so fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and then, so then she was asking me, she was like, well, you know, and it sounded almost like she kind of wanted to give me a shot, like working like for MTV or something like that. So she asked me like, you know, what my budget was for like a certain movie and, and I told her and it just like blew her mind. She's like, wait, what? Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, my crew can't get anything done for less than like $50,000, you know? And I was like, fuck dude, I wish I worked for you. Right, right. But it was like, you know, there's like three people on set. I have like me and like two assistants and even sometimes I can only afford one assistant, yeah. you know, and like a makeup artist and that's kind of it. And I do everything, yeah. you know, I do the paperwork. I'm the PA. I clean up the cum off the, off the floor afterwards. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Nah. Um, you know, baby wipes. I pick up all the baby wipes. Um, you know, I do the styling. I do the paperwork, everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, but that's... You have to. I do the same. Well, I mean, I have the same thing. I have a guy, a production manager that does everything, you know, as far as booking. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the other thing, I, and I have to have that because <clears throat> on any given month, I, I have to shoot 40 scenes, right? That's insane. And that's, that's just 40 for zero tolerance because that is my main, you know, right. place of employment for the last 15 years. Um, so it's 40 for them. And then I shoot another nine for Burning Angel. And then I, if, you know, I just worked for K Brand for Adam and Eve. So that mm-hmm. was this thing. And then I still shoot stuff for um, a couple of different sites, Porn Pros and Mile High. And, blah, blah, you know, it's just like any, I, mean, I just never turn down work. But, but it starts to, so when I tell people the same thing, I'm like, yeah, I got one guy that helps me. Like, well, how do you do all that? I'm like, because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm choosing to just hoard all this money and I'm just going to yeah. do all the work myself. I'd love to have a fucking crew like, you know, 20 years ago, but there's yeah. no money for that. Yeah. So if I want to continue to have, you know, some semblance or some resemblance of the standard of living that I had, this is what I have to to do. Yeah. Now, ironically, I have no uh, standard of life, though. <laughs> I live in a nice house for the most part, and uh, and my car is pretty new, but I uh, oftentimes just want to uh, lay down and die. So, <laughs> it's a trade-off, I think. It's, and a fair one, I think, you know? I, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. God, I totally, I totally hear you. You have no idea. Uh, um, okay, so what about, uh, do, do you have any, like, uh, people always ask me this, so I don't know. You might find this super annoying because I n- can never really remember. But what's like the craziest story that you have from set, or like some of like the funniest like situations that you've ever had occur? I just, I, I honest to God, I just had one last week that I've never seen before, and it was really, really disturbing. Okay, great. I want to hear it. Um, so I was shooting um, uh, Mothers and Brothers Orgy Four. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, uh, women over 30 uh, mm-hmm. with uh, men of dark pigment. And right. uh, I booked this girl, Leia Falcon. Uh-huh. And uh, she's really funny. Yeah. And she showed up and she introduced her slave. 
And I thought she was kidding. I thought, well, this is her boyfriend or her husband or right. some maybe useless parasite that's just going to, you know, like you see that over the years. Yeah. There's always They're always toting some fucking guy that talks about his wife's vagina like it's an ATM machine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she goes, this is my slave. I forget what his name was. And I said, uh, oh, well, pleased to meet you. And then, uh, then she sat down and started doing her paperwork, and he was rubbing her feet. And then I realized, oh, he really is her slave. Okay. Yeah. Um, then she was just telling him, ordering him around. He's working on his computer and working on, like, stuff for her website. And he's, you know, can I get you this? And bringing him her watch. And I'm like, okay. And that was all well and good. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to, you know, worry about it too much. But after the scene... Uh, when she was utterly destroyed by five very, very, very passionate black men <laughs> covered in the uh, perspiration and semen uh, of, that one would expect at the end of such an ordeal. Right. Uh, she then went outside where her slave proceeded to lick her clean. Oh, <laughs> my God. And uh, I realized in that moment that... Uh, Maybe that, your life wasn't so bad. No, I, 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 I realized that God isn't real. <laughs> uh, I realized that I, I really hoped that this was all just a simulation like Elon Musk has alluded to. I really hoped that none of this was real, you know, right. but it was. I watched it. And, uh, and then uh, I, I've never seen that. I, in all, and I've seen some crazy shit, but I've never seen that. And uh, so I'd like to thank uh, Leia Falcon for um, haunting my dreams <laughs> until I die. <laughs> Hope she uh, hope she's watching. All right. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. I've never seen that either. I've actually I did work with um I worked with a bondage rigger yeah. who brought her slave to set once, but he seemed like a kind of a nice normal guy. So. This guy was a sweetheart. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm just you know I don't. I mean that's like um uh and the other thing that angers me about well not angers me but it's annoying when people think you know you work in porn so you must be some sort of deviant freak right, right. well you know. When I see people that I look, like, those are people that I think, well, that's a deviant freak, yeah. you know, and I'm, yeah, the, yeah. I'm the pornographer, but this dude is, you know, um, so I think that, you know, that's a, there's, there's so many bizarre fetishes that I just don't understand, you know, and I'm not going to judge people, whatever. I mean, yeah. but for me, it's just like, what the fuck? And that's, that's like, okay, you're, you're, I'm, and maybe he was not, um, very successful with women otherwise. <laughs> right. I'm guessing. Right, know? right. He didn't, he wasn't, like, she didn't walk in with Tom Cruise, put it that way, right? right? Well, not that Tom Cruise is really successful with women. But <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> wrong example. Yeah, wrong example. You should have picked John Travolta Yeah, she didn't walk like in with Kevin Spacey. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, no, but I mean, it was just like, it was just a strange thing, you know? Wow, and, that's incredible. Yeah, and I remember years ago uh, working on some other bondage thing with... Um, Ernest Green, you know. Oh, yeah, parties. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was a long time ago. And uh, and it was weird because there was a girl that just turned into a table. Like she just was all strapped in arms behind her back to her feet with a, and they put a thing on her and they just put their feet up and she was a table. And I'm like, what happens next? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> she just does a table. I'm like, somebody's watching this <laughs> and going, oh, fucking, it's so fucking hot, that table, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, don't move. Just stay right there. <laughs> Yeah, you're a fucking table. That's right. <laughs> Who the fuck is watching that? I don't fucking understand oh the my world. God, you know, I feel like the glimpses that we get into, like the degradation of like he, the human psyche, is like kind of amazing. Yeah, I you mean, know? it is. I mean, I you know, it's not something that you would ever expect. But I mean, somebody out there, that's the thing that gets them off. You yeah, know? and I, I don't get it. Again, no judgment, whatever. But yeah. you know. Um, but it, that brings us back around the other thing, though. I think that's what's going on now with all this other stuff. It's like just anybody desperate to shoot anything that somebody might get off on and maybe pay for, you know. Right. But um, clearly that, that day is coming to an end, <laughs> you know. Soon I'll just be doing this as a hobby because I love it so much. <laughs> they say that, you you know, that you should be – you should just do it for the sake of art, you know. That's right. why. You right. say, if you're looking to get paid, uh, you're in the wrong business. That's what they say. That's what they used to say to musicians anyway. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I don't. I can't imagine any of the members of like Led Zeppelin working at a at a at a soup plantation. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, we don't care. Keep your millions. We're doing this because we love it. <laughs> uh, here's your soup. <laughs> yeah, the fuck. Oh uh, my god. Oh my god. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you it for was having me. Like, oh my god, you you lived you. up to all my expectations. <laughs> well, I, I I hoping they were low to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you were you were amazing. So, can you tell everybody where we can find you online? Um, and definitely your Twitter, because I think that 
everybody should follow Mike if you want to feel better about yourself and if you want a good laugh. If you want a glimpse into a broken man's existence, <laughs> you should go to Twitter at Mike Quasar, Q-U-A-S-A-R. And uh, I'll be ruminating uh, thoughts of suicide from my garage as I edit yet another pornographic film. Uh, if you want to pay for some porn, which I know you don't, but if you did, <laughs> uh, please purchase a DVD from Zero Tolerance Entertainment uh, and or uh, Wicked Pictures. There you go. That's Thank- all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Well, that was so much fun. I can't remember the last time I sat in an interview and laugh so much. I just love that guy. He is everything that I had imagined he would be. And he is now not only my favorite person on Twitter, but he's also just one of my favorite people. You know, as funny as as Mike is, and he is funny, I think that he really touches upon something that that is a big issue for so many of us in the industry and something that's been, um, you know, like kind of a sore point. And it's the fact that we're really struggling these days to make a living. You know, nobody pays for their porn. And so production is just getting harder and harder to do. And I hope that this might encourage some of you to remember that, you know, the people behind the camera and the people in front of the camera, you know, we we can't pay our rent in appreciation and social media accolades. You know, we, we really need you to support us. So the next time that you're perusing a free tube site, just keep in mind that, you know, you might want to join a website or two and um, lend your support to the people who bring you so much personal pleasure in your alone time. We would appreciate it so much. And you know, this isn't just for the porn industry. This stretches across to all aspects of the entertainment industry. So just remember, you know, things that you enjoy should be worth paying for. And we all need to make a living and we all need to eat. And with that, in mind, the first 20 people to rate and review my podcast on iTunes will be entered into a contest where I will randomly select a few winners to receive a copy of Lisa Ann's signed book. I will make the announcement on my show once we've hit 20 reviews, so make sure that you do that. Come back next week. I'll be interviewing Bailey Rain, Penthouse Pet, Playboy Cyber Girl of the Month, and a personal friend of mine. She's an adorable gorgeous young girl from the Midwest who runs her own business. And she is, I think, a shining example to any girl who wants to get into the adult industry and control their own career and their image themselves. Uh, She is a entrepreneur and she is also just a sweet little thing that I think you guys are going to love. So don't miss it. Don't forget to rate review and share my podcast holly randall unfiltered on itunes google play and anywhere else that you can get your podcast thank you so much